Hello and welcome to the Maniacal Laughter Podcast, a comedic review of horror films. My name is Fenby. And I'm Paddy. And today we're going to be looking at the film Quarantine, which is very apt for, I assume, everyone's current situation. Quarantine is a remake of the Spanish film Wreck, is set in an apartment building following a reporter who is then following a load of firemen around. So they get called out because uh, somebody's heard screaming in like an like one of the big apartment buildings in one of the flats or apartments, I guess. Um, there's been screaming in them and they call them out to like go and look at it because there's this really long protracted bit where they're like, did you know most of the calls firefighters go on are actually medical? almost said directly into camera to be like, look, we, we're justifying this, please. Yeah. Did you know this bit of the film's called the exposition? The exposition part of the film? Thank you, expedition fireman number two. <laughs> it's definitely thorough. It lasts 11 minutes. Uh, it sets up a little bit, as I mentioned before. They talk about them doing medical things, but it's just, it's really weird. Like, they portray firefighters as just the biggest group of arseholes I've ever seen. They're just awful. And the thing that really confused me as well, at one point, they walk into the canteen is like one of the first things. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we firemen are great cooks. But one of them just has a huge, huge bowl of nuts. <laughs> and like this is this bowl of nuts is like you would. That's kind of the huge bowl that you would take like to serve a, a family at a barbecue. There's like in, there's enough nuts there for about eight people. And he's just sat there with a nutcracker. <laughs> Just chowing down by himself. And I'm like, hang on. Can we go back to that guy? I'd like more information about him, please. What's his story? <laughs> um, and, and, and basically, they're in that fire station waiting for something to happen. Yeah. So they're, the whole purpose of it is that she's a reporter or something and she's making a show called Night Shift where they follow various people around on a night shift. And I imagine this had like about four episodes where it was like, fireman policeman ambulance person dock worker question mark and then they ran out of ideas <laughs> yeah that was one thing like the whole suspension of disbelief is built around the idea that this is the documentary crew and this is why it's there uh, but the only problem is i spent most of the first 11 minutes going who's watching this documentary it's really badly filmed it's really badly lit and nothing is happening oh god yeah the cameraman as well the cameraman is absolutely awful there's one bit where they're try, like trying to get this old ladder they talk about this old ladder what's it called that it's like a film um if you're talking about yeah, it's films, like a hook, isn't it? It's like a big, a big scythe. Yeah, thing, it's like but, a huge but, yeah. scythe, and they talk about it loads. They spend like way too long talking about it. Like it's a big hook with like rungs on it, and they use it yeah. to climb up different things. But there's like a phrase if you're talking about films, like if you, it's like Chekhov's gun, is it? Like if they mention a gun, yeah. it's going to come back. And they spend about three minutes talking about this like big long hook, and they never bring it up again. I was expecting it to come yeah. back and be like, look, we can get through to the next floor because this guy collected antique firefighter equipment. No, none of it. Yeah. My, my other favorite thing with the, with the cameraman is that like, they do like because it's found footage, but they purposely like make the cameraman quite poor, which always makes me quite like laugh because I'm just like, how has he got his job? Like, so he always like makes me say or he's not quite on the ball or she has to tell him what to do or he's missing something. Yeah, he misses cues all the time. Yeah. And it's just like, OK, yeah, I get that you're reinforcing this is found footage, but it, it looks like this guy is just awful at his job. Oh, absolutely terrible. So the key, the, the key next part, I suppose, to get onto is the fact that they then go to this uh, creepy uh, 
sort of apartment building um, on the, on the, in response to this call. So it's all very exciting. Uh, and, and the thing that I found quite amazing is they all walk into this building and not one of them goes, oh, yeah, this is the set from Wreck. <laughs> they, di- they didn't even remove the labels. It's exactly the same set. Once we're inside and they're answering this distress call, they you know they move up uh, up this staircase again. This is the exact same set from Rex. Um and yeah, they go 100%. upstairs and they go to this lady's apartment. Now, just a little side note about the apartments: all of the apartments are furnished exactly the same, and it's furnished in what I'd like to call gothic horror. <laughs> it absolutely is. It's like they looked at an old English uh, manor house and they were like, "Perfect, let's use that." But we only have one apartment set, so let's just film it at different angles and pretend it's a different one every time. That's essentially it, because there's like the same chandelier in the corridor of every apartment as well, like a really creepy one. Uh, and obviously there's like no main lights. I walk into room, bam, main light on. If I want to put lamps on, that goes on second. I don't bumble around in the dark, particularly if I've heard a weird noise or if I'm going into a room and there's a scary old lady in there. Right, it's not like, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stumble forward a little bit without turning any lights on, and then I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can ask for permission to turn them on from the creepy old lady who's in it, who's having some sort of problem. Yeah, we'll keep the creepy old lady clearly having a fit in a suspenseful shadow at the end of the corridor. That'll be a good idea. Anyway, shit hits the fan. Let's start from there, okay? Old lady, bite somebody. Yeah, they start this great little um, running kind of theme throughout the movie of people turning their backs on someone they know to be dangerous. So, like, they shine the light on this old lady. Mm -hmm. She's bleeding from the eyes. She's frothing from the mouth. And then the guy right in front of her, closest to her, turns fully 180 degrees to look into the camera and goes... We need to go and get help for this. Ah! As he gets bitten. Yeah, call me a cynic, but once again, I walk into that room, I go, she's haunted as shit, and I move away. There's no way I'm getting close and turning around. Call a priest immediately. Yeah, the devil has her now. Let's leave her to it. Uh, there is just absolutely no way I'm staying in that room. But no, everybody stays in the room. The guy gets bit. There's blood everywhere. It's all pretty minging, isn't it? And that is obviously kind of the start of the shit hitting the fan in terms of the plot, because things go seriously wrong from there. They then get locked in as well, which is mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. really quick. So it comes out that like they, the government found out about this and within about four hours locked down the building, which I think from current events, we can say Hollywood has taken significant bloody liberties there. You'd have Trump there just be like, I know about the virus, don't worry. Nobody knows more about this virus than me. I have the most knowledge about this virus and doing absolutely nothing while it got all the way through the city. One of the other things I found really interesting was how they locked down the building piecemeal based on like when people would get to certain windows. So every time they get to a window where they think they're they about to escape, it's like, wabam, the SWAT teams are here. They block it up. But yeah, you can imagine like tactical command going, do you know who we need for this crisis? Get in the whack-a-mole guy. We need his lightning quick reactions to lock down this building. And then you can imagine it almost like an old arcade game as they pop up at a different window and he goes, whack, no, plastic cheating. Whack, no, plastic cheating. Whack, no, sniper. Bam. Yeah. He really doesn't, does he? But yeah, so they they lock down the building like one side at a time based on when people are going to go there rather than surround it completely. Yeah. And, 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 you know, all this is happening and people are like already pointing guns. uh, And and, and my absolute favourite part about all this is, okay, they're being hemmed in. Okay. And not only that, the the building is essentially being vacuum sealed to retain its flavour, one assumes, because they don't figure out that it's because there's a severe (laughs) contagious virus in there. Uh, so they, they vacuum seal the this whole 
kind of building and won't let anybody out when they're like, okay, what's the best thing to do? Um, let's gather everybody together in the hallway. In a big group. Yeah. There's a guy who's like drunk off his face who they're like, they knock on his door and they're like, come on, you got to come downstairs now. We're gathering everybody. And he's like, do I have to? And he's like, yeah, otherwise I'm going to force you. And he's like, Jesus, no, he's the only smart guy in this entire yeah, film. That's exactly right. He's just like, no, I want to stay in my room locked up and i will be fine and you know what if he had he would have been fine effectively practicing social distancing absolutely they don't social distance from anybody and this is part of the reason why we watched this film wasn't it because we're like our oh, quarantine is just too apt um you know plus its availability on netflix bit, uh, yeah <laughs> it was just too much for us to, to turn down but obviously it was like the that is like the worst thing they could have done to put everyone together one of the main ways that it's passed in the film and probably the most destructive way is through people biting each other and eating each other now the big flaw with this is this is set in america are you honestly telling me that the only person in that entire apartment block who had a gun was the police officer? Oh my god, yeah, I hadn't even considered that. And that's one of the things that really doesn't work in the transition from Spain to America. Yeah, absolutely not. How come, whenever anybody wants to speak to the character who's holding the camera, why do they look directly into the lens? He's behind the camera, but whenever they want to speak to him, they point right into the lens and they're just like, you, you. Yeah. How many times did he hit the camera as well? Oh, so many. He smashes it into a lady's face at one point, yeah. repeatedly, and the lens, absolutely fine. And oh, that was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen, honest to God. It was like it was like playing a, an old video game where you'd hit him with your sword and nothing would happen. Like, they'd just bounce back a bit and then come back at you again. And... If you've ever been around anyone who even owns a DSLR, my <laughs> God, they are precious about the lens. I immediately call into doubt the fact that that guy would... He would let himself get bitten before he like even got put the lens anywhere near. That's very true. <laughs> so the CDC come in at one point as well, um, Centre for Disease Control, and they start... Uh, initially they're very very quiet the guy has his mask on and then uh he does some tests he drills a brain it's gross and then they start talking and he like expositions the entire plot out and it's just so dumb because i think this bit might have been a wreck i can't remember but he's like oh yeah a dog showed up with these symptoms and so we were sent round here to lock down that building and the reporter goes was the dog's name max and he looks at her and goes, yes. <laughs> Who gave him the name of the dog? <laughs> Why was that an important piece of information that the CDC was given? They were just like, okay, there's a rabies virus coming round. It's the same as the one that that doomsday cult stole out of the uh, lab. <laughs> By the way, the dog's name is Max. Off you go. That would go immediately out. It could have been worse. It could have been like, there was this dog who was brought into the vets yesterday and... Every single animal had this this rage and they just wanted to kill each other. Oh my god. Was the dog <laughs> Good Lord. There was a good point about that as well, because he was like, the dog bit another dog, and before long, all the dogs were mad. I'm like, why are you keeping all your sick dogs in one big pen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the dogs were mad because they'd all bitten each other. Good lord, this film is dumb. Yeah, let's just, just chuck them all into one big pit in the ground and whichever dog <laughs> comes back out will give back to the owner. <laughs> yeah. Ignore the blood under its nails. 
is this your pet? We're going to have tryouts as they throw two <laughs> broken ends of a stick in there. <laughs> and finally, to finish off, they end up, same as Wreck, they end up going into the loft, kind of the topmost, I guess the penthouse, is it? I'm not really sure. But they go into this uh, apartment. It is owned by, they previously called him the guy from Boston, but basically he was a doomsday cult member leader and this is how it differs from wreck they decided that they would explicitly spell out what it was rather than with wreck they were like "Ooh, there was a girl from the vatican and question mark spooky maybe a cult maybe just a virus who knows wreck was like no no we don't want that ambiguity let's give them exactly what it is so he stole like this disease gave it to a load of uh rats for some reason and then they play this like weird little recorder, like tape recorder on the desk. And it's like, okay, not a natural recorder. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> the lady is hysteric at the end, the main character. And more than scared, I was just kind of glad when she died. Because I've been hearing her breathe heavily for 15 minutes and it was doing my head in also then something falls through the top and the, the lights go out and it's scary as you know it's scary as anything and uh, there's something shuffling around in the dark now i've got two points about this next part okay number one yes. that they don't arm themselves no they're, they're not they're, at any point they're in a whole apartment of blunt objects and they don't think at any point to pick anything up that might be useful as a weapon the policeman's gun the yeah. fireman's hammer yeah or you know or even in that room just a chair just just pick up one of the chairs and hit the yeah. thing with the chair. Like, do you know, anything, you even pick up some of the folders and try and give it a severe paper cut. Just do something, <laughs> like, actually proactive. Yeah, because the idea is it's the emaciated old, it's the emaciated dude. So it's like the guy from Boston, yeah. but he's not eating anything and he's all, like, muscle atrophy and everything. And you're telling me they can't club down a muscle atrophied creepy old man and oh and the second thing about that is the cameraman puts on his night vision but spends all of his time with his night vision just focusing on the reporter's face yeah it's a bit weird which is a complete lack of use for the night vision get your night vision on point it at the thing moving around the room that might hurt you and follow it so you know exactly where it is Mm. don't just look at your snorfling friend only hear us how is it not hearing her <laughs> i feel like we've got a bit of a love actually scene going on here like she would look through that at the end and it is all photos of her nothing none of any of the documentary that they were meant to be filming and she's like <gasps> with like michael buble played over the background and my final point about that is that if you go on to netflix now the picture that they use for quarantine appears in the film seven seconds before the credits roll like, that is a, a fairly huge spoiler right off the bat there. Like, it doesn't... The night vision is not in any other part of the movie. It's only in the end. And that exact still is seven seconds before the movie ends. It's like uh, like in The Sixth Sense doing, like, like, the picture of Bruce Willis for the promotion of that movie, just being him, like, stood in a bedsheet. <laughs> <laughs> Two little holes drilled in it with I am Bruce Willis <laughs> <laughs> yeah. written on the top. 
Our final section of this podcast on quarantine uh, is the alternative titles or ideas for sequels section. So uh, I- I've come up with four uh, what, uh, what I think are strong candidates this week, Fembe. Oh, that's better um, than me. I've just got one. You've just got one. Well, I tell you what, should we should we should we start with yours, uh, and then uh, I'll go through mine. Yeah, sure. Mine's just uh, because mine are likely to be more painful ones. Yeah, mine's just kind of sad. It's just wrecked. <laughs> That's an alternative title for this film. Yeah, is it? Just they as took is. wreck and they wrecked it. So just put it on the box. <laughs> Well, uh, mine are all actually for potential remake. What could, what could we do to quarantine to improve it, to set it in a different place, or have different things happen? So the first one I've come up with is um, Quarantine. Well, Quarantine. They all get locked inside a religious text. Uh, I thought that was pretty pretty good. Oh God. <laughs> no. Uh, not for me. Let's let's go for the next one. Let's go for the next one. Next one. Okay. Uh, this this one's just silly. Uh, it's called Warrantine. The lead character is trapped inside a small space and the police have to get a special tiny warrant to search it. <laughs> a warrantine. A warrant. A warrantine. So it's a type. Yeah. Is, is the main character now a rabbit or stuck inside a rabbit warrant? The, that's actually better than my idea. Don't show me up. All right. Okay. Just say yes. <laughs> so yes. your main character is a rabbit and the rabbit police yeah. have to come and get a warrantine to search his warrant that is apparently where this has gone yeah um to be fair i'd watch that uh, side note i think rabbits actually can be cannibalistic so that might actually work i'm gonna sit on that one with tm that idea all right okay Um, for our horror rabbit film that we're eagerly awaited yeah just so you know these don't get any better uh the next one is quarantine um it's essentially the same film, but MC Hammer guest roles as the pc chief uh says the film's title and there's a possible dance routine Excellent. He just looks directly into the camera, says, it's quarantine, dances. Yeah, that's it. So instead of the plastic sheeting, he's at every single door. Like, he just pops up and he goes, stop, quarantine. <laughs> just dances um, until they go away. Yeah, I think so. I think you could actually just have the same film, but just edit him in at all those points. And it would just be like a bit of light relief. And my favourite one, and the final one, um, is called Quarantine. Ooh, I like this. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Basically, the zombies in it, and they are zombies. I know they're not called that, but they, they are zombies. Yeah. Uh, these zombies are desperately searching for mushroom-based meat substitute. They're just looking for corn instead of uh, actual meat. Oh, my God. They're just breaking down everybody's apartment door, just looking for corn. Yeah, but the import- the, like, the bit of the conflict of the film comes from the fact that the zombies spend most of the film trying to convince each other that it tastes exactly the same as normal meat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I- as good as real brains. So there we go, quarantine. Spot on, commission it. <laughs> that was the Maniacal Laughter Podcast, looking at the film Quarantine. Join us next time for another film that we can stream from our living rooms. <laughs> <laughs>